This is Live Limitless, episode number 11. Welcome to the Live Limitless podcast where we interview normal, everyday people who decided to push their limits and live a much more limitless and remarkable life. I am your host, Matthew G. Bailey, international man of curiosity, a writer, lifestyle entrepreneur, and connoisseur of world travel. When the interview's over, please take a moment to visit livelimitless.net. Say hello, I'd love to hear from you. You can also sign up for the newsletter or just look at the information on all the past interviews. All right, now that the intro's over, let's do this. Welcome to the Live Limitless podcast. Joining us today is Quinn and Jonathan from lifeoutofthebox.com and they're operating a, a business from Nicaragua where they're selling local handmade bracelets and other goods and um, for each product sold they're giving school supplies to children in the area and uh, you can actually see the, the child who's been impacted by your purchase. So um, how are you guys doing today? We're great, thanks. Yeah. How are you doing, Matt? Good, good. I don't know if you've heard of all the, uh, well, probably not, but all the, the floods we're having up here. Oh, no. The, uh, no, we, we haven't got the, the news about that yet. It's, it's getting better. Now, I'm not actually in like the, the uh, affected area, but the, the city is like in a state of emergency. So they got like oh, wow. the, the militaries here getting everyone oh, out. I'm but... sorry. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's getting better, though. It's, um, it's just been an interesting couple of days. Yeah, I bet. We'll have to look that up when we get off the phone it's, with you. It's pretty crazy, yeah. It happens every year, but this is the, the worst one, I guess. So it just gets all the melt off from the mountains, I guess. So, um, yeah, just wondering, so what were you doing um, before you moved to Nicaragua? Well, we we both were starting our careers, and uh, I had a job in the import-export business where I, uh, I mostly focused on antique automobiles to make sure that they got safely when they were getting shipped internationally. Oh, yeah. Cool. And uh, Quinn, go ahead, Quinn. I, um, I worked in business development and sponsorship um, fulfillment for a special event company involving antique automobiles called the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. And um, it's basically a car show, you know, showcasing the nicest automobiles from all around the world. And that's actually how John and I met. He was exporting the cars, and I was um, working for the event that showcased the cars. So it was a romantic moment. It though. was. <laughs> we had we had fun, but we, um, yeah, I mean, life was really good in California and everything, um, but we knew that there was something more out there for us that we wanted to do and pursue. It's funny how stuff works out like that. Yeah, different yeah. Jobs. definitely. <laughs> so, what made you want to to give up, you know, your home and 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 that job and and move to Central America? Uh, we always had a inner passion for uh, wanting to pursue our dream, and we we have very similar dreams, but they're not exactly uh, the same. Yeah. Mine was always to want to start a start a business and be my own boss and be very excited to wake up every single day to uh, pursue pursue my dream of creating something bigger than me. And, uh, and mine was always I wanted to do something big that actually made the wor world a better place, made a huge impact on the world. And that, to me, also where we our dreams combined was we, I wanted to start something of my own as well. 
Um, so, and we both had a huge passion for traveling and um, desire to learn more about the world, more about different cultures and how people live and how we can actually make an impact on the world. So um, together we just, you know, we're talking about our dreams and, and what exactly we would want to accomplish, you know, by the time we're 30 or 40 or, you know, throughout our whole life, what, what do we want to do? And once we realized what we wanted to do, we um, kind of started seeing that, oh, we weren't exactly doing something um, that helped us get towards those goals every single day. So we knew we had to change something in our life so that we could be waking up every day doing something that was actually um, getting us one step closer to obtaining our biggest goals and desires for our life. So that's kind of what made us want to get up and just go take life and, you know, go after our dreams and our passions and just move over to Nicaragua. We, um, it was a long process. Yeah, we, uh, we looked at, at the whole map of the world and we looked at where our best opportunity was for us to, one, make an impact on those that truly need uh, or could use the assistance, and two, where the cost of living was substantially lower, allowing us to have more uh, cash flow so that we can further invest it into the business. Right. And after divulging into all of the places that we were interested in living in, it became extremely obvious that... Nicaragua was was going to be our home. Yeah, and that's really to, cool. Yeah, but I was just gonna say that's really cool that you were able to blend both kind of your your dreams together to be able to you know ha have a business and give something back and travel at the yeah, same time. It was it was it's a dream nicely. life. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask like since you were doing it as a couple, I was wondering if there was any different challenges to that. Like if you had both initially wanted to to do it together, if one of you had to convince the other one. Yeah, well, I can I can say for sure that it was this the whole journey itself is is one heck of a ride and we love it, but there's no way that we could do it without each other. We are we balance each other out greatly like um we 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 have our own talents and skills that we bring to the table and without having our balance, we really we we wouldn't even be able to take the leap or it would it would just be so much more difficult. Yeah, it was it was definitely an idea that came up um, together and it's evolved together as well. So, you know, um, the challenges haven't exactly been, you know, between the two of us. That's It's actually kind of the opposite. Um, when, you know, I have a low, John, you know, is there to pick me up and, and vice versa when he's, you know, down. Because, you know, roller coaster of entrepreneur is very uh, up and down. And it's really yeah. nice when you have some when he's going through the same thing who understands it so um that in that aspect it's been really um probably the most positive you know there have been you know times where we're like what are we doing but then you know we have each other to you know explain <laughs> like we know what we're doing you know so um it's been really great this entire time as we progressed having Absolutely. each other and what really sparked the idea for for live out of the box uh the, yeah, go ahead. yeah, well, the um, whole idea of life out of the box, well, we, you know, we're thinking about it. First of all came the name. Well, actually, the business model came first, and then we had to think of the name. But the business model, we both, um, well, we both really, uh, you know, are connected to the idea of giving to people the things that they need rather than mon monetary 
um, gifts because, you know, when you give someone a product that they need and that they could use, then you know exactly the impact that you made. So the concept of product for product um, was really, well, I don't know. That... Yeah, life out of the box, it all started out with us just pursuing our dream and recognizing that this is one heck of an adventure and we need and we see an opportunity in being able to share this with others. So then we started our blog and knowing what our ideal kind of business model and route was going to become, we just stayed focused on that and kept on working. And life out of the box represents stepping out of your kind of comfort zone, your normal area to go and pursue it. And you can't only just think out of the box to make it happen. You actually got to live it and take action to make it to, to pursue your dream. And, um, and now it's developed into not only do we want to inspire others to do it, but we want to enable others to be able to do it. And we feel that the best opportunities for others to, to be able to fulfill their dream is through education. It's the first step. And that's why all of, uh, all of our products give children school supplies, because we just want to give them just one step to help them get one step closer to their their goals in life. Yeah, spark the imagination and spark the creativity um, that is needed to initially start thinking about a future and a dream and a passion. And and that's been um, definitely our favorite part about the business is seeing that um, in the kids. What steps did you take in the, in the beginning to start the business? Um, well, initially... Um, First off, we even before we started the business, we def, we were both big budgeters and we saved. So um, we were fortunate enough to not have to, you know, take out a loan or anything like that. And really, like John touched on when we were looking at, you know, where we should live, the lower cost of living was really appealing to us because we really wanted to um, not have to take a loan out or borrow any money and just be able to invest our own money um, and not be losing so much in the initial startup phase. So. Um, we came here to Nicaragua and we budgeted very tightly and we still do um, to save our money and to be able to reinvest in the business. But we first came here, we started um, looking all around the country, um, meeting with various different artisans and looking at different artwork and, and products and whatnot and started like developing what we wanted our products to be. Um, so there was a lot of traveling initially at first, but then also a really big part of it was understanding and learning this new culture that we were living in. So the right. first three months were really huge for us. It was, um, you know, understanding the culture, understanding the people, understanding the needs and how we could help them. And um, also, you know, understanding their, their artistic culture. You know, we wanted a big part of Life Out of the Box products is that we really want people to be able to experience and see other, other cultures' expressions of who they are. And um, so we really, you know, just kind of uh, sunk our feet into what the culture was like. And then during that, during that time, we also talked and worked with a lot of um, various charities, nonprofits, and um, organizations around Nicaragua to um, really truly understand what the need was um, in the country. We wanted to give products to um, the people of Nicaragua and really all of Central America, products that they really needed, not just things that we thought that they needed. So. Um, we took the time to really, um, you know, interview and kind of gather a lot of information. And um, the biggest thing that was needed was school supplies. So that half of the business was developed um, pretty right, 
pretty pretty right away, you know, yeah. when we were there after talking to a lot of NGOs. And then after that, uh, I was working with a lot of the artisans and um, that was where the business side came in. But the whole time we were, we were blogging our adventures and our travels and um, kind of sharing how the business was unfolding um, as well as, you know, always trying to inspire people to, you know, do something crazy like what we were doing, you know. Yeah. Um, that's a really, a really big part of the business is, you know, inspiring others to do um, maybe not exactly what we're doing, but whatever it is that they really do want to do. So, so is it pretty much for every bracelet bought, um, like a, a, a portion of the, the profit goes to buy school supplies? Exactly. Okay. So depending on the cost of the bracelet, um, it kind of directs what what school supplies we can give. If it's a, a lower cost bracelet, like $10, then we typically give a notebook, but if you can, um, if someone purchases a bracelet that's up near forty dollars, then we can end up giving the children large amounts of school supplies, okay, yes. like a backpack or art supply packet kit and stuff. And it's really great because we we really put in a ton of effort to find out what children need it the most and what they could, what would help them the most as well. And, been it's been extremely rewarding and it's, it's always fascinating to see all the different kinds of uh, styles as well that are created in different countries like do you notice is there is there a big difference in the the style of the bracelet in different parts of Nicaragua yeah well what we've noticed is um, we've been lucky enough to work with uh, lots of different artisans some are families some are individuals and Every single artisan has their own kind of style, um, a sense of uniqueness to them. And, and that does vary depending on kind of where they live. Like the ones that, uh, the bracelets that have coconut tend to be, the artisan lives near the beach. Yeah. So they use what resources they have near them. And then the artisans that, you know, live more in the city where they make, you know, like shoe products and stuff, then that's where we can get like our leather bracelets. And so it's been really great to see what they already make, see what resources they have available, and then see what designs we really like, like through looking online and then creating something brand new that um, that carries a lot of value and, and hope, hopefully a lot deeper meaning than just uh, the concept of a bracelet to our consumers. Yeah, and awesome. another really fun part about it is, you know, we tell the artisan, um, like, about what the pro what the business is and what they're contributing to, and they love that aspect, the fact that, like, they're making these bracelets that will actually contribute back to their own country, you know? They're, they're making these bracelets, and then for all every bracelet that they're making you know, a child's going to get school supplies. So that's really, um, that's been really fun. Absolutely. With the artisans, for sure. So I take it you've probably had to learn some Spanish along the way? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've definitely had to, we, we dove right in head first. And uh, we, especially at the beginning when we were really studying the culture a lot, we were adamant about, you know, talking to the locals. We'd bring our notebook and we just, talk and learn for hours just taking notes because communication is so key not only in business but just in living here in general so it's it's definitely helped us out a lot yeah what steps did you take to to market the business um well you know our biggest marketing tool is our own website um we're on social media of course all of the different ones 
Um, but besides that, you know, we're a startup, so we're bootstrapping. We don't pay for our um, advertising or marketing. So um, a really big push um, initially when we were first launching the store was um, our story was shared on international television on HGTV's House Hunters International. Cool. Um, they documented our story from the very beginning of when we moved from California to Nicaragua to start life out of the box. And that was really, really great. Um, you know, film crew from New York came down and filmed it, and that really helped us out um, with our, you know, initial marketing. Um, but, you know, besides that, we do, um, you know, various interviews like with you, and we um, we just do guest posts. We um, have been interviewed on other websites, and we've been in newspapers and magazines, just like the story of, you know, what we're doing is very different. So right. um, it, it does appeal, you know, to other, um, you know, travel magazines and whatnot to inspire people to just go out and do something. And that's really what it's all about. We really, um, you know, like that. It's like such organic marketing that it's really like we're only associated with people who really feel the same exact way, mm -hmm. um, who are trying to spread that message to other people around the world. So that's great. Yeah. It definitely helps to have like a great story to go with the business. Absolutely. <laughs> do, you, do you plan on uh, scaling the business you think, or, or do you think it's, it's possible to scale a business like that or just keep it small? Uh, we definitely want to expand because the more we expand, the more children we can, we can support and give school supplies and hopefully inspire to pursue their dreams and passion. And to us, that's, that's the highest highs. Like to see these, to see these kids actually think about what they want to do when they grow up and like hand them a tool that, you know, they can write these things down or they can continue to learn and actually get one step closer is so rewarding. And we definitely would love to continue to grow. Um, we've always had the dream of not, not only doing it in Nicaragua, but to go to other countries and see if, they, if there's other countries that have, have just as strong of needs as, as the children in Nicaragua to, to continue to get educated to pursue their dreams. And then from there, you know, continue to expand with new products as well. And um, yeah. hopefully uh, new NGOs. That would be a really great honor. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And aside from the, the business, I was curious, um, how would you say like your mindset has changed since, since moving to such a different country? Um, mindset's changed completely for yeah. sure. I think, yeah, Quint, Quinn, um, go ahead, tell them about... Yeah, I mean, my, my, the biggest mindset, I mean, so much has changed, obviously, from living in a third world country for um, just over a year after living, you know, in America my entire life. Um, and tell me your travel experience. Oh. Yeah, my traveling experience before here was um, just to Europe. So I had never been to a third world country um, so, you know, mo moving here, let alone like just taking a trip <laughs> to a third world country for the first time was very different. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those things that you just dove right in and you just, you know, learned it all. And I really did. It was a huge culture shock to really get used to initially, but it's really been the most life, most amazing life changing experience I could have ever asked for. You know, I mean, these people here, you think that they're in a developing country and they don't have very much and they have to be all miserable, but that's exactly the opposite. The culture here is very happy. 
families are very close. People are very nice and they don't have a lot, but you don't need a lot. And that's one of the biggest things that we both, um, you know, have learned while living here is you just don't need very much to be happy. Um, you can actually have even sometimes a better life by having a more simple life. And so my mindset has changed a lot in that aspect in life. And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. We're very, we're much more appreciative and grateful for, uh, very simple things like just even the concept of being born in the United States like we never thought we never realized how privileged how much of a privilege that really yeah. can be and you know it's it's just really completely changed our perspective in a in a beautiful way yeah it really has i often i often wonder how much of a a dramatic shift would happen um if a lot of people from developed countries like canada and the us would spend some time in developing countries and actually getting to know the locals and not just yeah. staying in the resorts and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah a lot, there are a lot of people that come on vacation, but it's, it's a whole new thing to really divulge into the culture and really kind of live their life a little bit. Yeah. And that's when the sh mind shift happens. And I think I really, anyone who's got a sense of an urge to want to do it, just do it because it will... It will only benefit you greatly, and yeah. it will it will really make you really appreciative. And we salute anyone who does it. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I've always noticed too from from traveling a lot, and and my my fiance is from Mexico, so I spent a lot of time there, and it's just like how kind of overblown the um, safety concerns are. So I was just wondering, like, yeah, now that you've been living in, in, in Nicaragua for a while, like, um, have you noticed any danger since being there, or is it pretty much all exaggerated yeah I would definitely say it's definitely exaggerated and blown out of proportion just like you know it is oftentimes anywhere it's very interesting because before we moved here everyone was very scared and very you know warning us about all the dangers we came here we knew that there was you know some things but then also when we lived here we we asked the locals, and they told us that America was the most dangerous place in the world. <laughs> so it's very interesting, the perspective and the mind shift of, you know, you don't, the unknown, the unfamiliar is what scares people more than I think anything else. And um, by living here, um, you know, it's become more familiar and not as scary. And by living here, you know, it's really you just have to be cautious no matter where you are. And I think it's a lot easier to be cautious at home because you understand it. You understand where you should go and where you shouldn't go. You don't go to, you know, a really dangerous area at night in the States. And you don't go to a really dangerous area at night here, you know. And um, just understanding that as a traveler that all you have to do is just always be cautious and always um, be aware. Be aware, exactly. Just be aware of your surroundings and... Um, just but don't ever let that fear my advice to anyone is don't ever let that fear of it being um, dangerous or warnings or, or anything prevent you from actually going to the place because you're once you're here it's a lot different than um you know being elsewhere yeah and most of the locals i find like i mean they're they're also looking out for you right absolutely absolutely i really as a girl um especially the women culture here in latin america i mean i really do feel like if I felt like I was in danger at all and I went up to a local woman, she would help me. No no questions asked. It would, it's, we're all human. We're all human and they're all they're very helpful and very nice. So okay. um, it's great, yeah. So, I mean, you've changed to a completely different country and started a, 
a business for I think the first time, right? And so I'm just wondering, like, what what would you say have been some of the most difficult things since beginning life out of the box? Um, the most difficult thing for life out of box has probably been, I think, for for me personally, it's it it's definitely a big mind shift and learning how to not only just live in a different country but to try to try to work with others to create create something brand new um you, you gotta you have to know the culture and it took me a long time to really adjust and adapt because you know I, i'm so used to in the states when like like i need something to happen it, it happens pretty quick because that's just the culture of america is that right. action action goes on very fast and Central America, especially initially when we were learning, like I had that same expectation, but to realize that the culture just, um, it, it's much different and, and you're not going to get things right away. And, and when you do, it might not come, they might not all be done. And, you know, it, it was, it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me that I completely adapted to where, you know, it, I feel more tranquilo now, but mm -hmm. it definitely at the beginning, it was a, it was a little bit of like, I'm trying so hard to make this dream happen, and the last thing I want is someone else to hold me back from 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 accomplishing it. Yeah, definitely. That's the culture shift has probably been the the part. most difficult part. Yeah, because yeah, I find even like with entrepreneurialism, I mean, sometimes even just giving up that monthly paycheck can be tough as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's for sure. the The security of you know having a paycheck every two weeks. Feels, feels really good. Yeah, but and right now, you know, when you're in the startup part and um, you, you don't have that steady paycheck coming in, that's when it really does become very useful to have two people, you know, where yeah. to where to just keep you going through those, yeah. you know, stressful times. Yeah, we don't we don't have a lot. I mean, literally, we live out of two bags. Yeah. Uh, one is what we call our home, which has all of our clothes and toothbrush <laughs> essentials. Another one we call our office, and we um, we live in like really small apartments that are very, very affordable, but we try to have a kitchen so that we can cook, but we definitely, it's, it's a completely different mindset from when we were in the States and we, you know, feel very comfortable going out to eat and like mm -hmm. going out with friends for drinks. Whereas now it's, it's a little bit more budgeted, but by no means it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a step down in life because no. we're very happy. We're right. always together. Yeah. We're working on our dream together and, it's the most rewarding uh, thing to share this with someone else. Yeah, it's the quality of life is very high here and it doesn't cost very much, Yeah, right. which is very, very nice. You know, it's very refreshing. And especially if you don't mind living a simple life, which we, we do now, um, it's, it's great. It's, yeah, it'll be interesting when we visit family in the States. Yeah, <laughs> very different. But that's okay. We're, we're completely okay with that. Yeah, so then, so what would you say then are some of the, the, the most positive aspects, just the, the ability to work on something that you're excited about? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the most positive aspects of the business, yeah, I mean, it, it's on, it's, there are so many different aspects that I love about it. I mean, every day we wake up excited to do something. It's different every day. We're always on the move, always, you know, doing something, talking to new people, learning, you know, improving our Spanish, and, and one the Two of my favorite parts probably about the business is one, definitely the give backs of, you know, giving, 
giving to the children physically, me and John, you know, we go out there and we ask the kids what they want to do with their future and like seeing their brains work and like really thinking about their future for sometimes the first time ever is really awesome. And um, to see how excited they get over a notebook and a pencil, it's just the most beautiful thing. It's it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Um, Like the first time that we gave our very first girl a notebook, she started dancing and jumping up and down and because of a notebook. And she just completely, that was our very first kid and it, it showed us that we were doing something right. And um, it you know, made me cry and those emotions are, are beautiful. Like I, I wouldn't have had those in the States doing what I was doing, you know? And um, the other part that I love also is inspiring others outside in the States and in Europe and all around the world to open up their eyes and kind of a, get a new perspective on the world and, you know, what can be done with the single, you know, notebook or or just like a single jump, um, leap of faith of like going out and trying to accomplish your dreams. Um, I love getting, you know, we, when we get emails of people telling us that we've inspired them to actually go and, and you know, take a trip to Nicaragua or, you know, go and like they, you know, quit their job and you go and try to do something of their own. Like those are probably like, the most rewarding, um, you know, time messages we we can ever receive. Experiences you can't pay for, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. We never, we never, (laughs) our story is developed into something that when we reflect on it, it kind of just makes us chuckle because we were just following such a career path. And now We've been on TV, we're in magazines. Every day we get people telling us how inspirational we are, and our job is to give children school supplies. And I couldn't, I couldn't design a better dream for the life I want to live. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Another thing I, I wanted to ask, too, is, um, well, at, le- at least in my case, it's funny when I look back, um, I grew up in more of, like, an oil-rich town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, w- when I look back at things I wrote when I was a, a teenager, like, my dreams kind of revolved around like owning a big house and a car and stuff. And it didn't yeah. really go like much further than that. And since traveling, it's changed so much. So I'm just wondering like Absolutely. now have your future plans and dreams, are they much a lot different now than they were when you were in the U S yeah. When we were in the, well, the whole mentality when you're in the U S and you're going to college or you're in high school and going on into a professional career, the concept of success, uh, tends to revolve around the idea of money and you know to be 100% honest like that's what we associated with like you know like well all right cool we got the job the next step is now we'll get the house and then the next step we'll get the pet and then we'll get the kids and then we'll have a family <laughs> and that is a very successful life yeah but when we really analyzed what our true definition of success is it became so much more of a big picture of really understanding that success isn't money, but it's really, uh, for us, it's creating something that's bigger than us that can help others continue to pursue their dream and do something bigger. And, and so for us, like the shift completely changed from money to, uh, to doing something bigger than us that, that helps others. And, and that's been extremely it, it's been great because right now we definitely aren't are balling we're not yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in a very <laughs> small apartment and we still feel very successful we still feel like 
we're doing something. We're really pursuing our dream. And, and it's really nice because I, I have to say, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm successful. And it's really strange to not have a lot of money and not, not see me buying a house in the near future, but to really feel like I'm successful. Like it's yeah. all this hard work is definitely paying off. And the kids help out with that really. When, when we give kids stuff, it's, it's like pet on the back, Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> you're doing something good for the world. And yeah. that, that makes me feel successful. Definitely. Yeah. Cause definitely even in the jobs you had, I'm assuming you, you probably had some, cravings for some of those cars even right yeah (laughs) definitely they're beautiful you know and yeah but life is life has changed yeah it's funny life has changed changed a lot yeah Yeah. that's one of the really like special things about uh like real long-term travel just the ability to like affect you so much and everything you want life changes so I was just wondering yeah. too for um, like for listeners who are who are obviously like craving a more limitless life and like they're wanting to do something really different with their lives, but they're still you know nervous, scared, or held back in in in, in some way. So what would be your advice for them? Um, I think our biggest piece of advice is to a first of all really get to know yourself, really understand yourself and what you want and who you want to become and see if every day what you're doing is actually getting you to that. Um, Write it all down, analyze it, understand yourself fully. And then once you do that, then it all becomes really clear. It all, it really does. It, it, you, you just like the, the thing with John and I, when we, when we did that and we understood who we were at that point for the first time at 25 years old, really understood who we were, what we wanted, what our definition of success was, what our dream life was. Once we understood that, we knew that we would have regretted it more by not going and taking the leap than, than actually doing it. Like if we had never done it, we would have more regret than going out and doing it and failing. Right. You know, so it's really, it really, like John said, it becomes so clear. It's like you don't have an option. It was like we did not have an option to stay after we understood ourselves and knew that like every day we weren't doing something that was going towards that goal. We knew that we had to change. Yeah, Yeah. we knew it needed to change. We spent spent hours analyzing, but it was really important for both of us to do it independently. She was in her office, I was in mine, and we just said, all right, just really divulge into what you want to do for the rest of your life and let's talk about it after we all write it down and analyze it. And then once we knew our independent ones and we looked at our paperwork, it was really obvious that not only were they very similar, but they were very in sync where it was so obvious that we we had to go. And so we told our family and told our jobs and bought a ticket and here we are making it happen. Yeah. So I think our, yeah, like I said, the biggest piece of advice is get to know yourself mm-hmm. and then it'll all become very clear and don't doubt yourself. Just do it. I mean, people, there will be people who tell you that you're crazy for doing what you want to do. And lots you know, of outside noise. A lot of outside noise, but don't <laughs> ever let that get you. And that that's definitely a really big um, reason why maybe some people get a little bit afraid. But stay positive. You'll always, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think too is with, um, like, after talking to some other people, some people like to try to imagine themselves uh, as an 80 or 90 year old. And looking back on their life, 
Mm-hmm. And it's just like trying to figure out at that point, like what would make you feel more proud? Like the fact it's that so you just true. stayed doing something that was just mediocre or the fact that you had some risks. Yeah. Absolutely. You only have one life. You got to use it to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was an it was honor. a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. It's great yeah. to have you. And uh, thanks for tuning in from Nicaragua. Anytime. Yeah. yeah we'd <laughs> love to do an update if, uh, in the future, that'll be a lot of fun for us. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and I'll throw I'll throw a link up on the site. And uh, good luck with everything. And I hope you uh, I hope you see a lot of success. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much, Matt. All right. Well, that's the end of episode eleven. I hope you enjoyed it. That was a a great interview with Quinn and Jonathan. They're doing some great things in Nicaragua, and also a great example of uh, of blending your passions together to create something. In this case, uh, travel, entrepreneurship, and wanting to make a difference at the same time. So you can visit them at lifeoutofthebox.com. Also, if you'd like to, to leave a comment and have them reply, and also sign up for the newsletter so you can be notified for the next interview, come to livelimitless.net. You can leave a comment, and I'll make sure they answer that. And uh, other than that, have a great week, and we'll see you again at the next episode.